This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. Don't tell anyone this story. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. You probably shouldn't tell anyone. We're exploring, like, no, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is, like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can preemptively develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of, like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. It'd be, like, very controlled to make sure that this virus that you mutate doesn't create something like, you know, it goes everywhere. Something crazy. It's the way that the virus started in Wuhan. To be honest, like, it's, it makes no sense that this virus popped out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I know. It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like, there's... It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution. Directed evolution. Directed evolution. Okay. <laughs> well, so I mean, is that what it is? Maybe I. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to do gain function research with the viruses, like yeah. they recommend not. But you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research on going about that. I don't know how that's gonna work. There might not be any more outbreaks because like Jesus Christ. So, um, tell me more, like. What's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Mm-hmm. Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but uh, it seems like from what I've heard, they're kind of optimizing it, but they're going slow because everyone's very cautious. Like, you know, right. that was the one where kind of accelerated too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise that you're trying to figure out future mutation. Okay, so did that, did the whole virus mutation thing, like, come from your executive, Sarah? No, 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 that came from, like, we have, like, chief scientific officers in, like, the other division. Flatly, un- that's just untrue. I mean, you hear everyone in the room applaud. The bivalent boosters do not make you more likely to get COVID. They do, and we have more and more data on this, they really do protect against its worst outcomes, however. They work very well, in fact, as we see across the world and across the country. But make no mistake, people are dying. They are dying of COVID. Do you know that COVID remains the third leading cause of death in this country? It's the third year in a row that it was. And uptakes of the new vaccines, like the bivalent one, is shockingly low. Estimates indicate only about 16% of eligible Americans have gotten the shots. This chart shows vaccine booster uptake in the U.S. is significantly lower than many other countries, including China, Israel, the entire European Union, Chile. We're the green line at the bottom. And it's not the full reason why, but a big reason why is the far right whipping up anti-vaccine frenzy that's gotten worse and worse and, and more mainstream. Okay, uh, welcome. We got a lot to get through the day and we're going to get through it all. We're going to start uh, with it's the FDA's 
meeting today uh, about this, all of this. Uh, and we're going to have uh, Dr. Malona Tracy Beans from DC Insider in the second hour to talk more about the Project Veritas undercover video brought to you by Pfizer. Um, but Chris Hayes, I want to bring in Dr. Harvey Risch. Uh, Dr. Risch, first of all, I want to make sure that we tee this up in the response. Can you give us a, a, just a quick summary of your uh, curriculum vita, sir, before we get into the the meat of this? Well, it's hard to summarize quickly. It's 93 pages long, but uh, I'm a 40-year-long career epidemiologist. I have a medical degree. Then I got a PhD in mathematical modeling of infectious epidemics. I've published in that. I've done research that includes infectious diseases in their relationship to cancer, drugs and, and cancer. And I've spent three years partly for committees dealing with the state of the pandemic and in Connecticut and just studying COVID and its early treatment. And I published a number of papers on that as well. Is it is it a Yale School of Public Health? Is 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 that is that what you're affiliated with, sir? Or is it the Yale Medical School? Which one is it? Yes. Uh, I've been for 32 years a professor at Yale School of Public Health. I'm now emeritus starting from last July. 32 years. And you were tenured at Yale, sir? Yes, functionally tenured is what tenured means there, yes. And and, and it published a number, I, I take it, a number of peer-reviewed journal uh, pieces? Oh, well, I've published more than 400 peer-reviewed papers for people who ca- calculate this stuff. I have an H index of 105. The papers have been uh, referred to by other papers more than 48,000 times. And uh, these are evidence of senior scholarship with international recognition. Dr. Risch, could you respond to uh, to uh, what Chris Hayes uh, said there at uh, in his uh, his piece on MSNBC last night? Well, he's a part of the propaganda organ. He stated that COVID uh, mortality, COVID, is the third most frequent cause of death in the United States. That's absurd. The COVID mortality now is comparable to influenza, to flu, to gunshot wounds, to uh, it's half uh, fentanyl mortality. It's 10% of of tobacco-related causes of death, 10% of that. Half a million people die every year from smoking-related diseases, uh, and COVID is less than 10% of that. Dr. Rich, so why, I want you to talk about the FDA, what they're going to do today on the on the what's what they're cooking up there, your assessment of that, and why you believe that the mainstream. You said propaganda arm; they're just relentless, and they're getting more relentless right now. It's actually it's actually ratcheting up. That's why I wanted to start the show with you. Can you, you give us your thoughts on the FDA, this process today, the vaccine, and uh, in this propaganda wave by the mainstream media, sir? Well, the FDA is acting like the PR department of pharma, and it's proposing to institute approval of an annual booster, an annual so-called bivalent booster for COVID, annually updated to prevalent strains of the organism. Uh, It's kind of absurd because we now know that the boosters, if they have any benefit in reducing transmission of the virus, that benefit lasts for a month or two. And, and wanes and goes negative, likely. And so you can't do something that has a two-month lifespan and expect it to work all year. It's just, it's irrational to, to think that. And we've seen that the variants, 
over the last um, couple of years, they have a lifespan of about three months. So it, so when you recognize that a new substrain is coming out and it's beginning to surpass all of the other major substrains in the population, from that point, it takes about six to eight weeks before that one that does peak peaks in its spread across the population, and then it declines when another substrain comes out. So it takes two months to make these boosters once you've actually decided on the proper strain. And by the time you get the boosters manufactured and distributed, the strain has already peaked and it's on its decline. And by the time another month goes by when the uptake of the vaccine would happen, the substrains are essentially gone, virtually gone. So it's too little too late. And, and the issue is that we don't have a six-month lead time because COVID is not seasonal. There have been five waves of COVID. Only two of them have been in winter months. We are not having a, a wave now. We're having a bump, but it's not nearly a wave like the previous waves. And so there is no South American, South, Southern Hemisphere uh, seasonal uh, six-month early benefit where one can figure out what strains are likely to come and then do the work in advance so that the vaccines would be ready in time for the, when the strains actually break out. In fact, even the flu hasn't always gotten it right based on the six-month lead time from, from uh, the Southern Hemisphere. And without that, we have it's hopeless. You cannot make a vaccine you know, in a, in a week. It takes two months and, uh, to get it out, and there's just no way to get it out in time for the, for the variants that are circulating. So this is, this is basically calibrated Dr. to fit. Yeah. Help me out here, because that's not my line of country. Uh, Biden has extended the emergency powers again. I believe this FDA meeting is under emergency use authorization, and they're talking about an annual plan. H how does that fit? How do you have an annual plan when this is supposed to – they're doing this under an emergency measure? Is, is there some disconnect there, or am I misreading this, sir? No, I think there's a big disconnect. An annual plan is not an emergency. The whole point of an emergency is to be able to mobilize resources that you couldn't do otherwise to approve things on a shorter time frame with lesser uh, evidence of safety. So all of the, the normal approvals have been bypassed in favor of emergency status to do things quickly. And when you do th things annually, there is no quickly. It's not an emergency. So the emergency uh, status, the EUA status of, of these vaccines is irrelevant for the approval. On an, on an annual basis, there is no approved vaccine, the, the fully approved biological um, licensure application, BLA approvals, which is the final approvals of the vaccines, have done things like community, but community is not available in the United States. So it, it's a bait and switch chicanery on the approval process in the first place. What we have available here is not fully approved, only in emergency use, and yet they're going to use it for a non-emergency basis. And this is all part of, of the, the, the corruption of the whole system. Today, uh, I know that Offit and some others are getting squeamish because they said the information was withheld from them or they didn't know about it. Walk us through, what, what, how do you, what do you anticipate is going to happen today that we should be looking for? This audience should be looking at the signal and not the noise. What do you anticipate? I expect they'll rubber stamp it. There won't be any public discussion about um, queasiness about doing this. They'll say, oh, it's harmless. It can only benefit. They, they will consider no real evidence. They'll only consider the fake evidence that pharma has supplied them that's all cherry-picked. 
Besides the efficacy, are you concerned more and more evidence coming out? By the way, I think her book uh, that uh, Naomi Wolf and the team put together is number five. I think it's number three or four on Amazon right now. So I want to make sure we'll have the audience go to it later. (laughs) Are you concerned about the vax itself, not just the efficiency or the efficacy, but also potentially the danger of it, sir? Absolutely. That we don't know the long-term harms of, of this vaccine. We know the short and middle-term harms. The short-term harms of all of, of the deaths that have been recorded in VAERS, the V-A-E-R-S database. We don't even know what fraction of all the deaths those comprise. And yet, um, and we know the increase in mortality that have been observed by the insurance companies five or six in the United States, one in Germany, I think one in Switzerland, have all reported major increases in all-cause mortality starting in, in, in working-age people, 18 to 64 years of age, starting in the third and fourth quarters of 2021 and going into 2022. Th- these increases in mortality have no other possible cause compared to 2020 other than the massive vaccination of the populations. That is the conclusion one has to draw. Would you deem this as what this is, is a clinical trial and maybe a failed clinical trial of, of what's going on here? Would you would you say this is really a clinical trial that would take normally seven to ten years, sir? Well, it's a bad clinical trial because no competent scientist or doctor would de- design a clinical trial with no control groups. Uh, it, it's it's not randomized because after the original so-called randomized control trials were carried out, they virtually immediately tried to vaccinate the control groups to, to hide the comparison so that there could be no comparison to, in a randomized setting of vaccinated versus unvaccinated people. And that's part of pharma chicanery, as I've been saying, to... to subvert the actual objective evaluation of of these vaccines, so-called vaccines. And so there's no randomized trial going on now. There's just the the massive large-scale usage, and one has to do, as best one can, comparisons, but it's still ad hoc. It's not a real clinical trial. Uh, Dr. Uh, Rish, how do uh, I tell you what? I, what I like to do, I get Russ vote up next, and we got a call over. But Dr. Rish, if you can just hang on through the break, I, I got one or two more questions to ask. Dr. Harvey Rish, uh, emeritus at Yale, joins us. Russ vote. We're going to talk about the debt ceiling, Cortez, Benzman, the Hoffs, Dr. Malone. We're packed today, absolutely packed, wall to wall. Short commercial break. Going to be back in the war room in just a moment. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Dr. Harvey Risch, Emeritus at Yale. I think here's what's confusing uh, to the to the you know the called the extremist MAGA right of you know uh, common sense working class and middle class people, um, Dr. Risch, that have been taught all their lives about credentialization in institutions, and they blame uh, you know you saw Chris Hayes, the extreme right. Uh, they blame uh, this audience. Uh, for, for this hesitancy about the vaccine, but they're common sense people and they, they respect institutions. But one of the issues we have in our country in every level is the decay and corruption of our institutions. For you, who have basically an institutionalist has spent your entire career doing this at probably, arguably, one of the most preeminent institutions in the world in this area, where are the institutions on this? Where where are the great medical schools? Because every time I'm cutting on MSNBC and Chris Hayes, if he had extended the segment, could have had five more. You know, Johns Hopkins, he could have had, you know, you've got the Great Barrington Declaration, you have yourself, you have other prominent individuals coming up. But where are the institutions? And specifically, and correct me if I'm wrong, on the 31st of January, we had, we had Naomi Wolf being rolled up by the police there a couple of months ago. On the 31st of January, do students at your beloved Yale have to take this booster or they can't re-enroll for the spring semester, sir? Well, the students have to be triple vaccinated even before the booster to have been at Yale all this time anyway. So, um, or get um, uh, exemptions, uh, medical or, or, or religious exemptions, which have been available at Yale. Um, I think the, the institutions have been largely driven by their attorneys. The attorneys are, are not constitutional attorneys, they're contract attorneys. And so they've taken these draconian positions based on their interpretation of what's in the legal interest of, of the institutions. I don't see them disavowing all of that behavior when all of this gets fully out into public knowledge across the political spectrum. I see them as just making excuses, trying to cover themselves for their past bad decisions and trying to get forward, meaning like the essay that said, why can't we just all get along and put the past behind us? And we're not going to do that because we need some kind of rational explanation going forward how to manage this kind of dire circumstance in a rational and just way. And we haven't had that. We've had lies and propaganda for three years rather than a rational management plan. That's, uh, he's quoting the Atlantic magazine piece that we had the day it came out where they said, hey, why don't we just put everything in back of us, have a group hug and just move forward? Not going to happen. Will not happen. Dr. Rish, how do people uh, get to you on social media and your website, sir? Uh, the easiest way is to Google or use an Internet search engine to uh, find Rish, R-I-S-C-H, and Yale, Y-A-L-E, come to my faculty page, which has my Telegram channel listed on it and, and my CV and other biographical stuff. And the Telegram channel is Harvey Rich, MD, PhD. We'll make sure we send that out to all the links. Uh, Dr. Rich, thank you for taking time away today to do this. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Great to be with you. 
Uh, let's play Have a Cold Open. By the way, we only uh, we pride ourselves in only having serious people talking about the most important topics, not just of the today, but uh, the most important topics facing the world and your personal life. Let's play the cold open. We've got Russ Vogt uh, on deck. Unless there's a rally I'm in the... I'm sorry, I've listen. got to... <laughs> Unless there's a rally in the next 90 minutes, the Dow's going to close down about 2.5%. S&P and NASDAQ will close down 23 Let me tell you why. I don't own a lot of stock. Let me tell you why. I really can't... Stop avoiding this. Right I just got off the phone with these guys. Listen to these quotes. These aren't from liberals. These are hardcore Wall Street guys who, whatever the world may think of them, know what they're talking about, and so do I. Jamie Dimon at Chase says, voting against raising the debt ceiling would be a moral disaster. The Barclays guys say, this debate is detached from reality. My Goldman source says, if the House Republicans continue this debate, I hope they're willing to mark the end of the dollar as a global reserve currency. Please notice that he didn't say, if the House Republicans don't raise the debt ceiling. He said, if the House Republicans continue this debate. That's all it takes. Just the uncertainty. That's why the Dow is going to close down 230 points today. Because just the debate, just the doubt, just the possibility that the House majority might commit the most self-inflicted damage to the country since the secession of the South has caused billions in value to disappear. Sloan, I understand. I swear to God I do. But you can't say the same thing in the Don't seat, pretend bro. you don't know that most people watch 10 minutes of news the, the first 10 minutes. The vote isn't until tomorrow night, and it's only the first vote. You said yourself it was cosmetic. Why do we have to feature it We should have been tonight? featuring it weeks ago. We should have been leading Why it every night, every night to, to give time for the people to call their congressman and say, if you f with the full faith and credit of the U.S. Treasury, you're fired. To give time for the people to jam the phone lines of the district offices. To give the people time to say, I'm a fiscal conservative and you gotta put the pin back in the grenade right now. That's why. I'm gonna do everything I can. Please do. Torres, good morning, uh, Jonathan Lemire. In recent days, a number of, um, shall we say, radical members of the Republican Party have been elevated to pretty prominent posts on committees. The Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world uh, have only gotten more power uh, in this new Congress. And these are the same voices that have advocated playing politics with the debt ceiling. What is your level of concern right now? Treasury bought the Congress some time, but early June will be here before we know it. We know what the, the consequences will be catastrophic. What's your level of concern that your colleagues on the other side of the aisle might want to send the country over the cliff? Look, I have real concerns that the far right of the Republican Party consists of arsons who are intent on burning down the full faith and credit of the United States. There's nothing fiscally conservative about breaching the debt limit. Fiscal conservatism means honoring your debt obligations, not defaulting on them. And as far as I'm concerned, it would be profoundly unpatriotic and un-American to do irreparable damage to the full faith and credit of the United States. Why would we want to do harm to our own country? It's, it's inexplicable to me. Okay, uh, I'm going to make it uh, understandable. Uh, that first clip is from, I believe, 11 years ago. That was an HBO show called Newsnight. That's from 11 years. That's from the first, and Russ Vogt will remember this, the, the epic fights of 11 and 13. Uh, and you see the same, it's the exact same playbook. You're the problem. You, this audience, are arsonist. You've got the hand grenade, and you've, put, you've, put, you've got to put the pin back in the hand grenade. And ladies and gentlemen, it's only going to get worse. 
in you as the chairman of the creditors committee, because you are the full faith and credit of the United States, are going to be brutalized in the days and weeks ahead. Russ, vote. Um, they're running the same playbook, are they not, sir? They are. I felt like I was in the middle of a number of conversations with members of Congress and having that same back and forth uh, about the panic that is setting in for a fight that's going to happen in five or six months. But look, you know, thankfully, we know the playbook and every at every opportunity, we're going to defuse it. So where they want to speed it up, we're going to slow it down. When they want to panic and overdefine what default is, we're going to really define what default is. And that is paying principal and interest on treasuries and not every last commitment that the federal government has made uh, because they have overspent on the credit card. Um, and I think we've got a lot of work right now to do, which is to say to re Republicans that are panicking and saying, you know, we're going to we got to rush to an ask. We got to rush to 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 have a minimalist expectation for the debt limit. That's where we've got to really work to say, cool it, guys. Remember that this is a balanced budget requirement that the Congress has in statute right now that's not going to be overridden just because the Biden administration, the Biden regime needs to keep going with their fiscal plans that they have put in, in place for years now. Uh, we're not going to be bums rushed in this. And so right now, there's a lot of work to, be, to expose kind of the half measures that are being discussed. And I want to talk about one in particular, but that's the work at hand right now. Slow it down. Stop talking about Social Security and Medicare. I was thrilled to see Kevin McCarthy say that to, to Joe Manchin yesterday. Talk about where this is not going and then be able to, to stop also uh, talking about half measures that may be considered by Republican members of Congress. By the way, we got a couple of minutes here. I'd like to hold you for a minute or two uh, outside the break. Um, it, it, this gets back to Bunker's Hill. Steady, boys, steady. <laughs> Wait till you see the whites of their eyes. Steady, just steady. Don't panic. Are, are they? Uh, what we've been arguing here is that they sent a letter that said June 5th. Have they? And they say they're not going to negotiate. They're not going to negotiate with hostage takers, right? Have they, to your knowledge, Russ, because your group has run more numbers than anybody? Have you seen Treasury or has the Biden regime come forward and said, this is the this is our financial model. This is exactly how it runs out in June. And then laying their appropriations over top of it in the deficits and in, in what bonds we can sell anywhere else in the Federal Reserve. Has, have they had the common courtesy or DC or just in negotiations on situations like this? Have they come forward with a set of numbers yet instead of just as we're not going to negotiate, sir? No, they have not. They're playing hide the ball. And their strategy in the aftermath of House conservatives taking control of the House of Representatives and Kevin McCarthy leaning into that power share agreement so that he can be a historic speaker, in the aftermath, they are playing the hurry up offense, which is, we're going to give you a letter that says we've hit the debt limit, we're going to force the debate now, and we want to see your plan, and it, we know it's going to include Social Security and Medicare. So it is incumbent on Republicans to say, you, we're not going to be uh, hurried up. And we, are, we expect to see your numbers. So we want to know precisely all your cash flows. Uh, we want to know your expectations for revenues, not just on a month-to-month, -month, but a week-to-week. -week. Where you are on an expectation basis, we're going to want to see that as we head into tax season, what that looks like. And we're going to expect you to come forward with a plan. Oh, by the way, where's your budget? Why is it late? You're now in year three of your administration. You can't get a budget on time. What's wrong with you people, you bunch of incompetent governing bureaucrats? That's what Republicans need to expect of this administration. 
We're going to ask Russ to hang over for a few minutes on the other side. We've got Steve Cortez. Todd Benzman told you it was going to happen. Huge story in the New York Times headline, illegal immigration drops dramatically, right, under Biden. Why? Because of the exact scam that Todd Benzman told you about. Vote Cortez Benzman next in the war room. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bass. Russ vote. I just want to thank you for staying over. I know you're jammed. We got Cortez Benzman. This show is packed today. Uh, Russ, you were the architect of the five days that led to a total redirection of the United States of America in that historic fight for the speakership that had to happen with the magnificent six and then what we call the 20. You just said something. I just want to make sure the audience understands because you were sitting there going, hey, the conversation only starts when we remove McCarthy. Then we have a meaningful conversation. You just said that you believe Speaker Kevin McCarthy could be at the beginning of a historic speakership. Would you agree with the war room that to have that history with all the investigations are going on from from Wuhan to the CCP to um, the, the, the weaponization of government, all these amazing things they're working on and all the staffing that the House Freedom Caucus and other conservatives have gotten on these committees, that th- to be a historic speaker, this will be his defining moment and his defining issue, sir? I do believe that. And I think it's going to be decided as to whether he plays to win or does he play to lose? Is he going to be a Grant or is he going to be a McClellan? And that is what we are looking for. We don't expect that we're going to win every single battle, but we will expect to fight and win every battle. And we will expect to do the best. And one of the things right now that the War Room uh, team needs to understand is that there is a effort to have the debt limit be only to use to make it so that there's an auto continuing resolution, an automatic CR. This is technical speak for basically extending current law spending as far as the eye can see. That's that's the level of of expectation that some conservatives who are adjacent to, to establishment Republicans are putting forth as the ask. 
absolutely ridiculous. We are not going to fix our fiscal house by putting it on, on autopilot. It is not going to work. We actually need to cut and slash the administrative state. We actually need to have a path to balance in 10 years. We've put forward an effort to do that by going after woke and weaponized bureaucracy. That's where the fight needs to be. I put out a Newsweek article today on that. I encourage everyone to read it. But this is going to be ba- this is going to be won and lost by Kevin McCarthy leaning in to the 20 and the power sharing agreement and trying to seize the initiative at every opportunity. And I think that he has the potential to do that. Uh, <clears throat> we're we're going to put the number up in a minute. We're going to get your Newsweek article. And I want people to read the Newsweek article first and think about what, uh, what uh, Russ has said before he made the calls. But there is going to be a call. So just simple, on the call to action that we're going to start today, a little bit later, what should they specifically tell their representative, both House and in the Senate? Because, by the way, Politico, I haven't had a chance. Politico had a story the other day that said, uh, you know, the Senate can't get really involved here. They got so much battle damage from the omnibus that they told McConnell, you can't get 60 votes to break. Unless this thing is, is unless this thing lines up with where the Republican Party in the House wants to go, they're not going to do any compromise. We get a couple of moderates to compromise some of the Democrats. They said, they said that the, the, they're, their constituents have burned down the phone lines and they took too much heat and too much battle damage, have too many scars in the omnibus. That shows you the power of this audience. We've already kind of, you know, isolated, at least for the moment, the Senate because they're too chopped up from what this audience did. On the call to action, Russ, what simply should people say? What should they tell their congressman? No debt limit increase. No debt limit increase without a fundamental fiscal transformation of where this country is on the basis of the debt that has been been uh, uh, charged to the American people. No debt limit increase without a fiscal transformation, and that is not an automatic CR. That is not an automatic status quo continuing resolution. Absolutely not. Russ, we're going to put up this, the Newsweek article right now. How do people get to you, the social media particularly, putting up great stuff, but also your, uh, your incredible group? AmericaRenewing.com is our website. They can get involved there as well. They can get on our weekly call. And at Russ Vote, they can get me on all the social media channels. Russ, uh, honored to have you on here. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Cortez, uh, as you know, because you're a boxer and a football player from Georgetown and, uh, and a pretty tough, a bad hombre, um, we're, we're the fight club. We're the fight club of shows, but we focus on fights that matter. Is this right. a fight that matters, sir? 100%. Look, as far as this year goes, 2023, it's the only fight that really matters because, unfortunately, because of what the Senate, because of what establishment Republicans, the Uniparty did to handcuff regarding spending for this year, most of that spending is already allocated for the year. Uh, because of that unfortunate reality, this is the only serious leverage point. This is the only pressure point that the House GOP can now use, and it's a magnificent one. It's an incredibly powerful one, uh, can use to achieve our goals. And I, I'd like to add to the conversation here, restoring fiscal sanity is absolutely a must and a prerequisite to any extension of the debt ceiling. But I also believe that it's just as imperative, maybe even more imperative, 
to get the border in there. I think those have to be the twin demands. Number one, Joe Biden, you must start doing your job. You must start protecting the front door of the United States, which is wide open, not only tolerating, but in fact, incentivizing um, and welcoming and inviting in an absolute tsunami of human trespassers into our country. So I believe that actually should be, in my view, priority number one. That's what I communicated to Speaker McCarthy. And then yes, also, of almost equal importance, in my view, restoring fiscal sanity to this country. But Steve, if, if we take a pass on this pressure point, then believe me, there's very little we can do for the rest of the year. No, no, no. It's it's, it's incumbent. I tell you what, Steve, because I'm going to get to the financials and I got the front page of, of the FT to deal with your Lockheed. I want to bring in Benzman for a second, just to, to reinforce what you said. It's Todd, Todd Benzman, do we have the... He, he's not ready? Okay, fine. That's normally when you say you have him, that's when I'm going to bring him in, but that's okay. <laughs> Steve, Steve. And Steve, um, by the way, too, Benzman, these two issues. Benzman, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Th- these yep, two issues, ahead. I believe, are very much interrelated, right? I mean, look, in the United States right now, because of Joe Biden's absolute economic mess, which largely has been caused by the exorbitant level of borrowing and spending, right? The insane fiscal profligacy, which has stoked such incredible inflation, means that regular American workers have now seen their wages decline for 21 straight months, the longest worst streak in all of American history. American workers are literally getting poorer by the day because of the economic policies of Joe Biden. Why does that relate to the border? Because inviting in, and we're now roughly at about 6 million illegal migrants who have come into this country, most of them coming here to work, okay, to compete in the labor market unlawfully and unjustly against American citizens further depressing wages in an already incredibly problematic crisis stage of crashing real real wages. So the two issues, I believe, are very much conjoined. Um, And to me, they're the two paramount issues where the Republicans simply must hold the line and must use this leverage point. Again, it would have been better if we hadn't passed passed the omnibus uh, a few weeks ago, Steve, then the House would have 10 bites at the apple, right? Because there would be so many times when Joe Biden has to come and beg for funding. Unfortunately, uh, that, that... milk is spilled. We can't put that toothpaste back into the tube. But but thankfully, again, we do have the pressure point. We do have the leverage point, And it is this debt ceiling and it must be used. And by the way, Steve, not just because we just want a showdown for the sake of a fight. No, the American people gave this mandate to the Republican House and they demand, they demand that this kind of, of showdown must in fact happen. And if Joe Biden decides, and it will be on him, If he decides that he wants to shut parts of the government down, we'll still pay our debt. But if he wants to shut parts of the government down because he wants to prioritize illegal migrants and because he wants to continue to send this country uh, into an absolute fiscal tailspin of untenable debt, then that is going to be on him and he will have to deal with the political consequences. By the way, we got, uh, I don't know, we're going to get Rasmussen up here in a while, but Mark Mitchell uh, told us yesterday, he showed the polling, 56% of the American people overall think that, hey, if they're going to shut the government down to get the fiscal house in order and stop the out-of-control spending, they say, hey, maybe you have to shut it down for a while. And right. and that's with all mainstream media and even Fox News just taking the – oh, you can't have a government shut down in full meltdown. This lie about the credit card, oh, you got to pay your past bills and that lie. You can't do a government shutdown. They're all lies, and the American people are not going to buy it for their, for their, in their common sense. Right. We're going to have – we'll get Benson. We'll get Mitchell up here in a second. But, but uh, he's also going to give us some update in the Ukraine war. I've got to go. So the Ukraine war, and if you look at Drudge, and I think I've got it up on uh, on uh, my Getter post, they're talking about World War Three, the tank situation, would the Americans continue to escalate, 
as soon as we did the tanks, as soon as literally the tank thing hadn't even, you know, Biden hadn't even come up. Zelensky comes out. And by the way, remember, the tanks are to stop the siege around Bakhmut and focus on massive combined arms, uh, armored, you know, combined arms leading with armor, maneuver warfare this spring to go back and retake Crimea. Okay, right. you think you're looking at World War One and the siege trenches and these cities destroyed? You wait till you get down there rolling with American tanks. They're going to have to have American logistics, American maintenance, American supply, and American training. This is just like Vietnam. This is how they put them in right. there. But 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 it hadn't even stopped that. Where Zelensky literally gets up and says, "Thanks for the tanks, but <laughs> I need jets, right? And I need rockets. I need long range missiles. And hold it, Shazam." Lockheed, and look at the front page of the, of the, of the, of the Financial Times, and this is why we, we're so proud of this show. We put you ahead. This is the paper for the decision makers in the world. You're getting it two and three days ahead. Lockheed ramps up X, F-16 production as Ukraine allies debate sending jets. And, hey, note to self, there ain't a guy in Ukraine. The, 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 the time it takes to learn how to fly an F-16 is not a couple hmm. of months. Right. Those will be American pilots. Steve Cortez, you have some specific thoughts about the war machine and the fat sure. profits of the war. By the way, that you do. I, I want everybody to understand now. This is a you do understand this is a total scam. This is a total scam. This is all driven by the defense industry and by the profits of the defense industry. It's outrageous. I can say this is a veteran. It's disgusting and revolting. This is nothing more. Than Vietnam, and at least, hey Joe, give right. us a reach around. Come in and give us a give us a golf a tongue king resolution. Can you do? We're all conservative ink. The conservative ink fanboys on Zelensky, you constitutional conservatives. Where right. are you with following the Constitution and having Biden at least give us what the plan is? We need the financial model from the Treasury, and we need what the war plan is because we are hurtling towards a third world war on the Eurasian landmass in a place that Patton and Montgomery and Eisenhower and Marshall and all of them said in one million years the Americans would never fight because they've been fighting over there for 10,000 years. They're going to be fighting 10,000 years from now. Steve Cortez. Steve, it's very appropriate that you mentioned Vietnam, because let's remember that started with just, quote, advisors, right, before it became an absolute quagmire for the United States. And uh, to this point of Lockheed Martin, I mean, it's almost laughable, except it's so serious. Uh, We showed on this show two days ago the chart of Lockheed Martin, who had just come out with historic earnings for the quarter, almost $19 billion of revenue. Its stock has been soaring, just as consumer stocks in the United States have been cratering. These are the consequences of the Uniparty, the Davos crowd, uh, the the defense contractors and K Street lobbyists getting whatever they want for their prerogatives rather than what works for Main Street. And it, it is almost laughable, again, if it weren't so serious, that Zelensky literally minutes after getting promised the tanks that he's been begging for, says, oh, and we need missiles and we need jets. And then that Financial Times reporting says Lockheed is more than ready to provide the jets. Uh, it's sick. Hold, it's twisted. It. Brother, it brother, 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 they're ramping up production. When's the last right. time they didn't ramp up, they ramped up production and they didn't have an order from the United States government? The right. fix is in. They've already ordered. Let me we talk about the death scene. This is why we've got to crush these people. They've already mm-hmm. made the order behind the scenes. This is all kabuki theater in the front. They're sending them, and they're going to pay. You taxpayers are going to pay for F-16s going in and fighting the Russians in Ukraine. That is, as we say, Steve, money good. <laughs> it's a yeah, money unfortunately. good Unfortunately. Steve Cortez. 
Steve Cortez is going gonna, is gonna to join us on the other side here. We're jammed today. May have to do Benzman and Mark Mitchell in the afternoon show. We're going to work it all out. We got the Hoffs coming up, Dr. Malone, all of it. Steve Cortez is going to join us on the other side. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. Editor has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech. Protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. By the way, get together. You can download it free. We're doing live streams all the time. Even when somebody's doing a Twitter talk, we pick it up on a live stream. All of our contributors, all of our staff. We got Grace Chung out there right now at the RNC. I think we're going to get Caroline Wren. I think they're doing an oppo dump on Scott Pressler, the RNC. We're, we're going to get into this. We're going to fit that in in the second hour. MyPillow.com promo code. World. By the way, Rasmus has got a blockbuster poll in the RNC. That's the other thing that, that he's got. Maybe we'll do that at 1130 when he's, uh, he's free. A blockbuster poll on the RNC race that will blow your head up. This is Lindell and Harmeet and uh, Rana, but uh, Rasmus has done some polling. MyPillow.com, promo code warm. The sheets sleep the sleep of the just on a Giza sheet as low as twenty nine ninety nine. Remember, you're not going to get a lot of sleep, but you got to get great sleep. You only do that on the products of MyPillow. Go check it out today. Support Mike Lindell, the armor-piercing show, the great American manufacturing company. Of course, your humble servants here at the War Room. MyPillow.com, promo code WARM. You got on that promo code, you get all the you get all the best deals, Pasovic. You get all, all the best deals on that square. Uh, we finally tracked down Benzman. Benzman, I, I'm really this is why I love doing the show. People like you come and tell this audience months in advance what the con is going to be, what the scam's going to be, and then the New York Times. Super big headline today, uh Lee, on one of their biggest stories. Uh illegal immigrant after the historic month of December and the six million that are here, miraculously Miraculously, Benzman, it's all going away. There's no more illegal. The, the numbers are dropping dramatically. 
Why is that, Todd? What, what did you warn was going to happen, Todd Bensman? And we're seeing it now in the New York Times as being a running dog of the globalists that are supporting the invasion of this nation by promoting this nonsense in their paper without fear or favor, sir? Well, I warned you that the that the administration was going to start claiming success in their enforcement plan, their new enforcement plan, that the numbers would decline. And there it is, bam, front page all over the New York Times screaming about how the new Mayorkas plan has caused these numbers to plummet. Uh, so, uh, but, and then they pitch it, they put it out there and frame it as though it's a partisan issue. But the Republicans say as though there's no objective truth. But there is an objective truth. The administration is rechanneling people from illegal entries to this legally challenged, legally questionable legalization program in Mexico, pre-legalization in Mexico, where they're bringing them in through the ports of entry. It's not that they're not coming. They're all just coming still. They're just coming under this new way that's designed to be uh, set the stage for them to claim success like they did and that they got no, that. No, 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 but hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. But darker, they're, they're, they've already subverted. And this is why they're going to get impeached over this after the investigation. They subverted the law on the asylum program. This is just another deeper, more wealth. This shows you how cunning and how evil they are. This is just a more well thought through um uh, subversion of the traditional asylum laws and to do it so there's no optics. There's not going to be more. The, 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 the cover of your book has that magnificent picture of, uh, of Del Rio, of the International Bridge in Del Rio, right, with the Haitians underneath it. You're never going to see that again. They're smart enough to say if we do that, our, our, our popularity is going to, our approval is going to drop to 9%. So what we have to do is do it in Mexico illegally rewrite, re-hardwire these laws, and then fly them up deep into the United States. Isn't that the game of subversion of our Constitution and our laws, Todd Bensman? Yeah, this whole program is happening. It's an admission program. In this country, admission, immigrant admission programs all go through Congress. They get approved by Congress and signed by the executive into law. This thing is the first one that I'm aware of that is outside of the authority of Congress, an admission program, and a huge one. Uh, they're talking about a minimum of 360000 a year just from four nationalities. That same article mentions, by the way, another 109000 that came in through this program already before anybody reported it. So it's looking like at least 515000 uh, in the next year would be brought in at least uh, through the CBP-1 pre-legalization program instead of coming through the ports of entry. Listen, the issue here really uh, is the outcome, which is that just as many immigrants will be hitting American cities and crashing their social sa safety nets and their school districts and causing them to declare emergencies and causing them to demand federal bailouts, uh, across the country, just like Denver, Chicago, New York, Washington, all of them are going to be suffering but, just the same. 
we're, we're going to be going through all this. The bailouts are going to be asking for all these Democrat cities. Before I let you go, we're running up against the time thing. Cortez, I need you to hold through because I need this in Exxon in the next block. But the good, there is good news here, Todd. I want to make sure people understand the good news. Mayorkas has, has told us that he can have a, more, a fuller vetting for terrorists, criminals, uh, pedophiles, trafficking bad guys. Is that correct, sir? And, and you feel comfortable this, in that statement? This whole program is being sold uh, as a way to vet cr- for criminality and terrorism and everything else, all of these people. But the four nationalities that are going to be the most numerous, Venezuela, Cuba, uh, Haiti, and Nicaragua, uh, three of those countries are uh, diplomatically estranged from us. We They're not going to help us run criminal background checks. You think Ma- the Maduro uh, regime is going to help us run criminal background checks? Of uh, course they want criminals. I, th- in I think the- they, I, th- I think, I think they may be opening up the jails and prisons, right? If just in, in, in MS 13, they want there's the gangs. Todd, we got to bounce. Okay. How do people, how do people get to you? How do you get to your social media? How do you get the website? How do they get to the book? Uh, T Benzman at getter. I'm also at Benzman Todd on uh, Twitter. Uh, and the book is overrun. It's going to be out in a month in bookstores. You can pre-order it uh, by Post Hill Press. Uh, you can find it anywhere books are sold. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you having on here, Todd. He called it New York Times Day running dogs. Okay, Cortez is going to stick around. We got the Hoffs on very disturbing footage you're about to see about J6 that you haven't seen before. We got Malone in here about the uh, Veritas investigation. He was part of that, or part of the commentator on that. We're going to have him on about what's happened to the FDA today. think we're going to go to the RNC. We're literally jam-packed in the next hour, even more so than this hour. But you're going to want to stick around. 90 seconds, back in the world. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. 
Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.